This is USSFCU's Spotlight Podcast, presented by United States Senate Federal Credit Union, with your host, Tanya Carmen, featuring special guest, Bertie Bowman. Now for the interview. Thank you so much, Mr. Bowman, for joining us today. Coming to this area um, so young at the age of 13, um, especially during the Jim Crow era, um, do you were you scared? Were you concerned or worried? Not a worry in the world. <laughs> Seriously, no, no, not a worry in the world. So why do you think you weren't worried? Though, uh, I just don't know what brought me to that point. Mm-hmm. Why I was not worried. <laughs> uh, sitting in the Maybank at uh, I one of his sessions in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and uh, and he and he mentioned that if you were in Washington, come by to see him. I was ready to roll, and nobody get to, you know move out for Washington. You know? uh-huh. And uh, so that's how I kind of got started. So was it specifically him telling you, hey? You know, whenever you're on Washington, come over, no, no, or no. was it? It wasn't said like that. It was just one of those remarks he made to get away because he was leaving the group that he was talking to <laughs> at that time. You see? Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things. One of those he things decided, you said. He had a few words to whatever mm-hmm. being said that particular time. Okay, okay. Um, now, I have taken a glance at the book because, of course, right? So I've read in the book that you you root for the little guy, you know, you root for the underdog. So why do you think you have that mentality? Because I was a little guy once, and I was a guy that uh, people didn't root for me or mm. do what they did, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. That's true, that's very true. Um, all right, you also stated in your book that other African-Americans assisted you on your travels and gave you advice. Um, do you, or is any of that advice still relevant to you today? Well, that will stay with me for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything you want to share with us? Uh, well, the part of the uh, people that I dealt with during the time I was started out at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started at the Capitol at that time, I was sleeping in the Capitol steps. So, uh, from there, I went on to doing other things in the capital, mm-hmm. which were part of the uh, part of my deal of running away from home. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and I've always said that uh, I hope that one of these days I can really find out what these planes all about in the air. I used to wonder about mm-hmm. the planes in the air right. and other things that were creeping into my mind at the time mm-hmm. working in the fields and stuff like that. Since you brought up working in the fields, um, I want you to try to take us back to those farm days. What, what did a typical day look like for you? Well, you had the Hope of one of these days you won't be doing the feeling and doing the plowing and picking cotton. Right. And all that stuff. Uh, it was just something that I was glad to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured by it. I didn't never, I never did like the farm. You didn't like the farm? No, indeed. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> I didn't like no farm at all. I uh, always said one of these days I'll be somewhere else. Somewhere that's not on the farm. That's and look at you, not on the farm. Not on the farm. <laughs> all righty. Also read a little bit about your limousine service. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, the limousine, was, limousine service came about because uh, I've always wanted to uh, do more than just one thing. Mm -hmm. I did limousine service, cab, and drove a cab for mm -hmm. a while. Uh, uh, other things I did, I were always work part time. Always out there hustling, trying to make a dollar. You gotta make a dollar. And if you didn't make that dollar, you can just forget. <laughs> That's very, very true. Um, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, um, but I've heard or a little birdie has told me that that you've retired. So how is that experience for you? Well, I, I just uh, I was let me see, I kind of retired about a month ago myself. Well, December. Okay, kind of retired. Kind of retired, <laughs> you know, just saying retired, retired, but that really don't mean nothing. <laughs> Because retiring is something that you just kind of sit back and, and do it, don't do anything. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, uh, I have enjoyed life and had a good time with my life, and uh, hopefully that uh, I'll be able to share uh, the moment of what they call it. It's slow walking to China. Slow walking to China. I like that. And that, uh, that was one thing that I've always enjoyed. But, you know, being a retiree, I wasn't exactly a retiree. I was just a person out there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, the, being out there was uh, really, uh, really great. And, uh, being uh, being in a position to retire whenever the time come That's was true. great. That's true. Nothing beats that. Yeah, because I know that a lot of people can't can't afford to. No, you just can't jump up and say I'm retired. <laughs> you gotta you gotta do something. You should be doing something. Exactly. Not, not just sitting around not doing anything. You know. So, what are your plans for retirement? I have no plans. Oh, all right. We're going to see no where plan. to... I'm just going to keep trucking. Keep trucking. And keep rolling as the time go by. I'm, I'm not mad at that. I, I agree with that 100%. All righty. So, let's talk a little bit about Capitol Hill. Um, how do you feel about being one of the longest serving um, staff members on Capitol Hill? How does that feel for you? It's a good feeling mm -hmm. that you are the only one and you've been there all these years. I didn't realize how many years I was there until people start bringing it up. So we got to bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> how long have you been working on the hill? I've been working on the hill for about uh, near 65, 70 years. Mm -hmm. And that was doing all of the time back to uh, uh, meeting people, working with the credit union. Doing a lot of work for the credit union and things like that. I've always enjoyed working with the extra time for the credit union. I've always enjoyed uh, 
the little person I call them on the credit union board, mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or the credit union, uh, or the credit union information that you can give to other people during your time, or you can always have them uh, that you know you've been through that rope before. Yep. You dealt with this particular person before. Right. You've uh, been with the little person, and the, my little people are the ones that people seem to overlook a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that anything that come up that they want to know why this or that didn't happen, check with me and I'll tell you. We'll see what we can do we'll see what to we solve can. the problem. I like that. I and then I appreciate that too because it's not a lot of people that that are willing to look for or root for the little person. So I definitely definitely appreciate that. Um so being working at the Senate, um what prompted you to join the credit union? It was where I they needed help. We couldn't even join it one time. Mm. Credit union, you I wasn't able to join. Right. And uh, I'm not saying me why, I won't say why, but okay. uh, but uh, they didn't want me to become a member of the credit union one time. Mm. And that's what prompted me to get in and, and really do what I can to make sure that everybody got treated the same. Exactly. Is that what made you want to join the board for the credit union? Not really. I was oh. just a person that moving along anything that I can do I did it mm -hmm. stuff like that mm -hmm. alrighty um this kind of goes into that though um do you think that your presence on the board um made an impact or an influence for equal treatment for everybody well I think the equal treatment came about to make sure that people who wasn't getting what they should get mm -hmm. That they were able to get it and to see that they get it, because if you was, didn't have anyone there to look out for you on the credit union, well, in the credit union, mm -hmm. you didn't get no service at all mm -hmm. if you were a certain person. I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, with that, I would say I'll leave it at that. That you had to be a certain person to even get the treatment you get right. in in the credit union. Of being on the board of the credit union, but uh, being on the board wasn't a bad deal. It was you get all you had your little goodies <laughs> that you go through. What um, so? What has the experience being on the board? What has that taught you, if anything? Well, it taught me a lot of things. Ooh. You'll have to f finish reading the book. <laughs> the chapter, uh, uh, I guess you can go to chapter eight. All right, chapter, chapter eight. eight. I think read you get some information on that situation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, I got one more for you. Okay, um, so describe the differences um, that you've witnessed over the past maybe sixty or seventy years, um, and is there a moment that stood out for you as far as treatment for equal treatment for everybody? There is no special thing about my treatment that I got being on the board or being a member of the credit union to make sure that the 
the little person get his or her chair. Being on the board was uh, was a great thing, mm -hmm. and to make sure that when uh, things arrived, that they got the same treat that the president of the board. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for sitting with me. I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, I guess we can open it up to questions if anybody has any. What has been your greatest achievement? Working all 60 some years on the Hill. What is a favorite memory? Favorite memory? I have many of those. Do you feel the credit union has achieved your goal of equal treatment? No, there's always, it will be a long time before you get equal treatment. You will have to, uh, you will, I think we'll have to go fishing for a long time to find where that fish is. Mm -hmm. And if you get on one of those chapters in the other 10 chapters of the book, you will catch, <laughs> you will catch a fish. <laughs> And they also said, what else can we do to serve the underserved? Uh, to serve the underserved. Just continue doing what you've been, what you've been doing for the last year or so, or for the last 10 or months or so. And I think that would be very helpful in serving this underserved. Who did you look up to when you were a child? My father. He the one kept me plowing and working in those fields working all that in the, time. Yep. So the either one I look up to, and the more I look up, with, did I get any different treatment? No. <laughs> 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 Someone said, "Do you have plans to write another book?" Uh, I don't know. Uh, I may and may not. So to answer the question, I don't, uh, I may write another book. And what do we need to do to look so good at 90? At 90, <laughs> tell them to treat people the way they would like to be treated. And uh, just play the life I played. I played a nice life, I had a nice life. Uh, that's about it. That's all I can let out now. But if you read the book, I think in chapter uh, seven, you'll find out a lot of things that I wanted to do. The difference in what happened then and now. How does it feel to have a building named after you? I feel real good. I just realized that when I saw the Bernie building this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Before, I don't know how I feel until I saw the sign of that Bernie building. <laughs> But it feels real great that, that you're able to see that. You know, a lot of people, they don't get to see the things that they're named after until they're dead and gone. But hear how lucky I am. I'm the luckiest person in the world, able to see Bertie, Bertie Billen, Bertie Bowman, Alexander, Virginia, get off the subway car, and all those kinds of things that you can see. And to see all of that stuff at the life that I'm 
that I am situated in is really great. Alrighty, so now that there are any more questions, Ms. Bowman, thank you so much for sitting with me, with me and with us and, and sharing your experiences. And My it's pleasure. awesome to meet you. <laughs> My pleasure to meet you. Thank you. After what, seven months? Seven, seven years. Then <laughs> you're seven years and just met her. All the time that I uh, That's all right, because there'll be more. Mm -hmm. And you'll see me a lot more often then. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and thank you guys for, for joining us. You can check out all of our episodes by visiting ussfcu.org slash spotlight.